Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Andy J Podcast. Podcast. Hey, welcome to the very latest Andy J podcast, our very first podcast to land on a Wednesday. Now, if you didn't hear yesterday's show, the Alan McGee episode that dropped on Tuesday, as usual, you be new to this. We're trying a new thing out here. We are, well, based on your feedback, we have decided to dedicate shows, whole shows, to just one guest wherever possible, wherever we've spoken to someone for more than a few minutes. We'd like to just dedicate that time because that's what you've been telling us you like. You appreciate hearing the individuals and and just having them in these, you know, focused conversation styles because after all, Whenever we chat to a guest for the radio show, we always talk for a lot longer than the edit that makes it onto the radio. And you, the podcast audience, are a completely different audience to the radio listeners. And frankly, you deserve better. You deserve better than us just bumbling people together and hoping for the best. And we really do appreciate your company, your dedication. And there's a really lovely growing crowd of you fabulous people that listen week in, week out. Well, we're going to be giving you more. Because you deserve it and because we want to. So, Alan McGee was yesterday, the wonderful Sally Phillips. And let me tell you, I had never met Sally before. We Before we started recording, I just had the postman drop off uh, something and, and I said to him, how are you doing? Because I like my posting and we have a nice chat. And, and he went, oh, you know, just another day in paradise. And that put the old Phil Collins earworm into my ear. Literally the minute before I was due to call Sally. Now it's a fine song. It's not my favourite song or anything, but it's it's all right. But when it's on a loop in your head, oh gosh, it really kind of starts to wind you up. So I shared this immediately with Sally. Never spoken to her in my life before. She said, hi, Eddie, how are you doing? I was like, well, Sally, actually, I've got this earworm. I've got Another Day in Paradise stuck in my head. And she thought it was hilarious. She had a real go at me for putting it in her head. We both had a giggle. And then I said, okay, should we do a show? And we pressed record. And it just started off on the nicest foot. She's such a lovely, lovely lady. She's solid gold. Not only, I think, is she hilarious company, but she the entire time I felt like she was my friend. She was that lovely, that open and delightful. And yeah, really, really, this is such a lovely, joyful chat. So I hope you get as much listening to this conversation as I had having it, because she's a rare, special superstar. Of course, she's the star of Bridget Jones, and that's how I managed to get her, because there's a 20-year anniversary thing, and there's a competition running, which you hear about. But she was also in Alan Partridge and Green Wing and Smack the Pony and Miranda and, 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 and. She's actually, as we speak, she's currently in Australia recording a new movie. In fact, she's had to do a couple of weeks of quarantine with her three boys in a little hotel room. And if you've been following her on Instagram, then you'll see she's been having a right old giggle with it. And she did say to me off air, she was like, I don't know what it's going to be like, but we're all going to go crazy. And her Instagram has been kind of suggesting that, which has been lots of fun. She's, uh, I think, Sally Smack or something like that on uh, on Instagram because of Smack the Pony. Anyway, enjoy this chat. I really, really loved it. And I'm so, so chuffed that you have taken the time to listen this week as well to this extra show tomorrow 
Thursday, we'll be putting out a Kemp's special, a brand new conversation with Gary Kemp, and he's got the best David Bowie anecdote ever, by the way and Nick Mason if you like Pink Floyd etc and then we'll also be adding in a chat that we had with uh, Martin Kemp and Shirley Kemp to have a Kemp special so that's dropping tomorrow on the AJ pod for now though here is Sally Phillips The Andy J Podcast To mark the 20th anniversary of Bridget Jones's diary, streaming service now is launching the ultimate Bridget mini-break, offering film fans the chance to book a staycation in the iconic suite and hotel where Bridget and Daniel enjoyed their hilarious getaway. Find out more at www.bridgetminibreak.nowtv.com. And to tell us more about that and life in the movie and so many other amazing things is award-winning actor, writer, comedian and presenter, the incredible Sally Phillips. How are you doing, Sally? Hi there. Hi, Andy. How how are things? You know, right. Happy Saturday. (laughs) Ticking along. (laughs) How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. I'm okay. I'm sorry if you can hear um, the dogs being called for a walk in the background. Uh, I hope that doesn't get too overwhelming, but we're taking them out so they don't bark all the way through your show. Yeah, you're all good. You're all good. We love dogs on this show, so we're yeah. okay. You know, unless it attacks you, then yeah. obviously we'd have an issue. But I think we'll be all right. I hope so. Anyway, yeah. I, Sally, I can't believe, in a way, this kind of makes, years. It makes me feel old a little bit. 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, 20 years. That makes me feel pretty old as well. 20 years. <laughs> 20 years, Andy. Oh. 20 years. I mean, listen, can, um, can we discount at least the last year because none of us have done anything or gone anywhere? So that's not really counting as a year, is it? Yeah, but I've aged. I'm aged in dog years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the last year felt like seven years. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't believe it's twenty years. I really can't. Um, but yeah, and, and I'm thrilled that they're screening Bridget Jones on the cinema now. Are screening Bridget Jones on the cinema streaming site. So the film's still going strong. You can watch the first two on now cinema. And um, they're doing a cinema release, UK cinema release on April 13th. Well, it's one of those special so, movies, isn't it? Because it's it's timeless. You don't have to be, you know, 20 years ago, it was new, but it still feels current and relevant and it's hugely entertaining and it's just a laugh out loud little romp of joy, isn't it? Well, I think so. I think it is. I just think Renee is so warm and charming and funny and the... Um, you know, the man fighting is endlessly entertaining. <laughs> and and what great blokes. I mean, I, I sometimes do a joke where I go, if you, you know, uh, if you don't recognise me, I'm I'm the woman who was, you know, in, in Miranda, but not Miranda or the other one or the mother or the bloke. And in Smack the Pony, not the northern one or the Scottish one. Or Bridget, not the one who, uh, the one who didn't get to kiss Hugh Grant or Colin Firth or... <laughs> Or the other one, and um, who constantly spent twenty years swearing in frustration. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what's not to love? <laughs> the thing about that as well, Sally, is you you actually had three chances, didn't you? Because they made three movies. They could have given you one heartfelt snog, couldn't they? They could have. Yeah, they could have. I mean, they set me up with Paul Nichols, but we didn't kiss. No. In, in in and he was a drug dealer. And my main memory about the second film is that was the film on which I learnt not to eat in scenes <laughs> because there was a scene where we were eating a, a, an omelette with magic mushrooms in. And uh, the first take, I thought this would be really hilarious if Shaz just <laughs> eats it really quickly. 
like kind of really bad table manners. I think that'd be quite funny. Nice. And so I did that, and then we did like fifteen takes. So I had to eat fifteen <laughs> omelets. And since then, it's rare that you catch me eating anything on set. <laughs> I'm very cautious about putting anything in my mouth in case you end up in one of these marathon shoots. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you could have been the lady that began person versus food. You know, that's 15 omelets <laughs> in, a, in a sitting is... Oh. Actually, I did. I haven't fully learned that because on trolleyed, there was a Tunnock's tea cake <laughs> catastrophe as well, where I just thought it'd be funny to stick the whole Tunnock's tea cake in my mouth. <laughs> and then we needed six takes. I have to say, I will I will never eat a ton of tea cake again. Never. Six is far too many. One may not be enough, but six is far too many. Well, I mean, to be fair, of, of all the choices you could make of things that you are speed eating, a tonic's tea cake is a challenge. A magic mushroom-filled omelette times 15. It's a wonder you remembered your lines. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I was eating because I didn't have many lines in that bit. I was like, I I will try and do something noteworthy by eating this omelet in the mo- most disgusting fashion ever. They can't have used one of the later takes, though, Sally, because you know there would have been a continuity. Error. <laughs> Shazza's a bit bigger for this scene. What's happening? Well, she's, yeah, well, she's that's, got fourteen omelets that's inside it. there. <laughs> I once had a thing, if it's not too rude to talk about, where. I was filming a sitcom very shortly after I'd had a baby. And we had a day of bed scenes, which was, you know, obviously it was a marriage, so it was sexless bed scenes. I was just sort of lying in bed. But it got to lunchtime and the cameraman went, why can't I see your face anymore? And it was because my, am I allowed to say this? I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'm going to say it anyway. Say and it you anyway. Might have to cut it out. Say it anyway. Yeah. Um, because um, I was breastfeeding, my breasts were like three times the size, and they were now obscuring my face. <laughs> so, whereas at the beginning of the morning, he'd been able to see my face over the sheets. By lunchtime, I was in, you know, it was impossible to see. That's not an anecdote I should wheel out often. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the dinner party moment. Guys, I've got to tell you about this time when <laughs> yeah. they, didn't, they didn't let Henry you Henry were all out on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't let you do a cheeky express under the covers? That wasn't, that wasn't a thing? No, we broke for lunch. I had the baby with me, so we oh, broke for lunch. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> was reconnected with my baby and then I was fine. So you've got a brand new baby. I do, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How's it going? How how crazed are you with lack of sleep? Yeah, the lack of sleep, you kind of forget about it, don't you? And then it's like, oh, wow, wow. No, you really, you really don't do very well with no sleep. So, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm quite an unusual man right now. I've, I've probably had the equivalent of, of 15 magic mushroom omelettes, to be fair, just from delusionally, yeah. I don't know where I am coming or going. You know, it's crazy. But it's yeah. fun. It is, it's, it's kind of comfortable as well, that extreme lack of sleep. There's a kind of cosiness to it as well, as long <laughs> as you don't have to function. Do you know what I mean? Well, you feel like you're in a club, you know. A sort yeah. Of it's funny, I've always said to my friends when they've, you know, when they've just had a new baby, because this is my third, obviously. And I've always said, oh, you get used to the lack of sleep because my memory is you do. But now I'm, you know, two, two, three weeks in, I haven't got used to it again. Maybe it's because I'm old now. Could that be it? Yeah, could be. <laughs> Thanks, good. Could right. be. Oh, I think, I think what I learned was that I remember doing one, doing a shoot up in Liverpool and I had two boys with me and I had, a nanny, but she was obviously in a different hotel room. And so when I came back from work, she clocked off. 
So trying to get the boys to sleep and they just wouldn't go. And saying to the younger one, you need to go to sleep or mummy can't work. And him going, well, I don't want you to work. So I am going to talk to you all night. Ooh. And he did. And I was like, I was a raptor, like 3 a.m. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Just so crazy with it. And the next day I had to do four hours of crying followed by four hours of karaoke. And, you know, it wasn't my finest hour, but it wasn't so bad they couldn't use it. Right. And then I thought, well, you know, you know, no one died. It's not the end of the world. And so I've stopped panicking about lack of sleep now. But after lockdown, how badly do you need a mini break? Oh. You should you should be applying. Yeah. Andy. Yeah, I know. But it's now T V mini break. So the famous mini break, the Daniel Cleaver and Bridget Mini break from series one. Now T V and they're doing this to launch or to celebrate 20 years of Bridget, they've, uh, they're, they're giving away 20 mini, mini breaks at Stoke Park. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Stoke in Park the suite, is a very In the nice actual place. suite they're in where, where, where Hugh Grant discovered, where Hugh Grant, where Daniel Cleaver discovered Bridget's massive pants. <laughs> that is that is the, I, that's a new baby romantic weekend away if ever I heard it, is. it so is you know and I would and I would really hope that the 20 lucky winners of, of this weekend break will all take the appropriate massive pants with them because it feels like the they right thing to. to do they do don't they they have to yeah. they have to and then there's the rowing how would you feel about rowing and reading poetry to your beloved huh yeah, is that no, something you would ever do now rowing I quite fancy. I quite like the sound of that. Reading poetry yeah. feels like a struggle, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I'm exactly the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that you're saying that though, reading poetry is harder than the rowing. Rowing's really hard. Well, yeah, but some poetry can be, be, be quite kind of, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Well. No, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm all there for a really hard-hitting, awesome poem. You know, like the one at Biden's inauguration. Wow, that was incredible. But I wouldn't be able to read that. The way she delivered it was amazing. You know what I mean? Rhyming couplets and I are not bedfellows, I don't think. I think that you should ask your listeners to write limericks <laughs> about you. Oh, no, there was, none of them would be very nice. There I, once was a DJ called Andy. Um. I, I, the only word that's coming to mind is Randy. I was going to say, I'm just, you've, I'm just you've going got to abandon Rand, it there. You've got Randy and Shandy, and then it stops there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is a mini, mini break limerick. If ever I, if ever I heard one, you've got all the ingredients. <laughs> yeah, who entered a ballot because he was Randy. There you go. Oh, no, no. See, yeah. I've gone down that. Yes, no, I'm no poet. Yeah. Quite clearly, Sally. His wife had big pants. <laughs> um, she's she's still pants. there. Oh, romance. Yeah. Rom You're good at this. I'm not. He I'm... hopes for romance, but his wife brought big pants. So Andy sat in the bar with a shandy. There you go. Wow. There you I go. Mean, it's your it, limerick. And it paints an amazing picture of me, Sally. I mean, and thank you for that. I feel, I feel touched. But you have got a new baby. I think, you know. Sh I mean, Shandy's and, Shandy, Shandy yeah, Shandy's and waiting for your wife to recover before she can get back on the horse. <laughs> Shandy would go straight to my head and I'd be out for the count. It would be, yeah, it would be a win. And I'm down for that. Stoke Park, here I come. I'm entering. And yeah, I'm I, mean, I imagine they've got Hypnos mattresses and all of that. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Because actually, you're, you're so right. Talking. There's obviously, alongside this incredible 
fantastic prize. There's some research that's accompanied it. And and part of this, and I think this is, couldn't be more right, is that 80% of the people they spoke to, 80% of Brits have said, a change of scenery is going to have a positive effect on, on the relationship they're in. And because we've all been in the same place, you know, the same four walls. I know a lot of the nation of painting. Sorry, say that again. What's the, what's the research? 80% of uh, Brits, they feel that yeah. a change of scenery is going to have a positive effect on their relationship. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but that's basically it. Too right. Yeah. Yeah, we're, I mean, we've all been in the same I have started to go mad. Like lockdown three, that's been, that has finally been too much. Has it? Yeah. How did you, uh, yeah. How, do, how, does, how does madness <laughs> present itself for you? Sarah? I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be going out anyway, would you, with a new baby? You'd be sort of pretty much nesting. You've timed that perfectly. <laughs> it was it was an accident but yes very happy one was it a lockdown accident yeah yeah yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah lockdown yeah end of lockdown one exactly yes yeah i just really badly need to get away and i realized i just um because acting was on pause as well for quite a long while yeah so i realized that i don't actually travel that much in real life but i've, I've become other people <clears throat> and uh, you know i do i do you know, move around a bit, but I was completely becalmed. Like I wasn't becoming another person at all and I wasn't going anywhere. And I felt really crazy. Mm. So, I mean, it, it showed me how much I need that variety to, to not get depressed. In fact, yeah. No, I think, I think you know, whilst we're kind of having a giggle about it, that you're absolutely right. I think the nation has felt this and there's been, you know, to, to, get, to go a little bit deep for a little while, you know, there has been an awful lot of people very understandably stud- sort of suffering. And I think anybody that has been basically in the same space for the entirety of the lockdowns is going through something, whether they're kind of dealing with it and styling it out or whether they're openly talk about it. Everyone has had moments where it just isn't fun anymore. And it's just, oh, here we go again. This is what we're doing again. But also, I mean, you get, um, you feel nervous going out and about now. I mean, you lose your courage, don't you? Yes, and um, so I think there is going to be this. It's going to have a long tail. Um, it's going to have a huge and long-lasting impact. No, and some of it's going to be good. I think, like changing work habits, you spend more time with family, and not commuting so much, and um, people getting more creative. That kind of thing. That's going to be great. Yeah. It's... Um, because I think we were quite out of balance. Okay. Um, before. But, but, yeah, it has been really, really tough. Mm. Really, really tough on my teenagers. I bet. I mean, absolutely brutal. I mean, they're, they're, they're really, really suffering. And I think it took me quite a long time to understand how serious that was. Yes, yes. The, certainly you kind of think that the people that should be out all the time, I mean, it's easy for me in my 40s to be like, oh, yeah, but I'd be passing. No, I wouldn't. I'd love to pretend I would be, but I wouldn't. You know, I miss a few nice lunches and things, but that's kind of, you know, that's the social life these days. Whereas a teenager, people in their 20s, etc., that would be out all the time that just can't because everywhere is shut. Yeah, that's really rough, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also the time where you're, you know, separating from your parents. So, you know psychologically you're having to hate your parents (laughs) so that you can so that you can become you can decide what kind of adult you're going to be and to be at that precise moment in time locked up just with your parents yeah and i think you know it has been really tough for them well it's been tough for my children 
I would, um, I would suggest that. Maybe, maybe that's not all children. Maybe that is just my children. <laughs> Um, it's, it's just you, is it, Sally? No, I, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think that's the case yeah. across the nation, to be fair, and probably worldwide. It isn't an easy chapter, and and you know they keep telling us the end is, is in sight, and then there's another wave and another variant and another strand, and it's it is the that uncertainty, isn't it? It's just that big question of well, when when is it really back to what we used to remember? Because even that, and also we fact. don't know that we're not going to be able to transmit with the vaccine, yeah. so. Yeah, it, I mean, it is it is concerning. And the people who, anyway, we, you know, everyone has absolutely had enough of talking about COVID and I'm, I haven't got anything new to add. So it has been a tricky year. Yeah, yes, it has. And we've become very dependent on streaming services. We've, we've become very dependent. <laughs> but we really have, though, you know, movies and television and and actually it's been a chance to remember some favourites as well. I mean, let's let's go down the Miranda road. I can't not talk to Mar- talk to you about Miranda when you're on the phone with me. And it's such an epic, you know, moment in time. So much fun, so many laughs. That's been something that people have been able to revisit, hasn't it? Because it's just glorious. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's- it, it's like old-fashioned TV, you know, that you used to watch on a Saturday evening. Again, it, you know, it's it's comforting t- TV, isn't it? It's, yes. You know, there was a time when I might have said it's Tunnock's Tea Cake TV, <laughs> <laughs> but now, <laughs> now I think that's the devil's food. But I mean, yeah, it's it's um, it's just funny, innocent, good-hearted. I think there's something really the thing I really love about Miranda, and I think I can say it because it's you know, absolutely nothing to do with me, is, um, you know, the Miranda Stevie friendship. Because there's so many different ways of women, you know, women have been represented over time. And female friendships on screen have often been portrayed as being very jealous. Uh, You know, cat fighting to get men and stuff. Right. And this is just completely different. One huge girl, one tiny girl, pretend that their oranges can the oranges can talk and do silly voices to each other and dress up as where's Wally and <laughs> um, it's just it, it's a different and and yet weirdly accurate portrayal of a certain type of female friendship that's much more common than other people realize and what's so nice about that is um, that it's um I mean, I just think there's a, a lot of pressure on not just women, but on all of us to be productive and um, productive and look nice and be smart and self-improve all the time. And um, you know, female friendships are supposed we're supposed to encourage each other to do you know to do um, uh, jujitsu together. Let's go together to do jujitsu. Let's together do this online degree. Let's together. Um, sort out climate change right. and although you know although that's good I think it is really important that we don't think we're just machines that have to be productive all the time Yeah. and there's something about the, the massive time waste of Miranda and Stevie's time together that is completely liberating yes it is it's, it's so infectious it's so infectious. They're, just, they're, just, they're just pushing each other off stools and nothing <laughs> is achieved by that no one is improved by that except, except the joy that it brings <laughs> it's great yeah it's except for the joy that's it that's exactly it that's exactly it it's just for joy yeah and there's something very lovely about that no there absolutely is i mean is there any chance i know it's been off screen for, for several years now but is there any chance miranda could come back do you think 
I really don't know. I mean, it's totally out of my hands. It's up to Miranda. Miranda is doing stuff. Um, and I think we'd all, we'd all do it if she did it, but we are getting a bit old. Oh, come on. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting a bit, I mean, because Miranda, the whole point is she doesn't, um, she doesn't really age. And, you know, she's, I mean, it is that sort of, it's like Bridget. Hello, are you still there? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so she's, it's a bit like sort of, you know, clown, circus Bridget, clown Bridget. And, um, you know, the concern of getting married to Gary. Yeah. And she's got married now. I don't know. I think it would have to change quite a lot to do a grown-up version. I think it could have the essence the whole point of it, is Miranda without responsibilities, isn't it? Yes. She hasn't got any responsibilities. Yeah, that's true. But I can see how the character could involve and 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 the world around her change slightly, but still have that essence of of joy and freedom to it. I think. I don't know. I mean, I think what would be more likely is to go into a different form, so to do it as a film or as a musical. Oh yeah. So Acorn Antiques, they did a a musical, so I can really see her doing something like that. So I think you do always have to orient yourself in what else is happening and. Um, you know, we've had since Miranda, we've had Fleabag and I Will Destroy You. Yes. And so I think it, I think it does require some sort of careful thought about how you place yourself. I see. And fortunately, that is not up to me to do. That's very difficult. <laughs> Thinking about how one did it, I mean, I just, just come on and say some words in semi-French <laughs> and, and leave. You are far too humble, Sally. You, you're amazing, and your career is incredible, and the things you've done and achieved. Ah, oh, I think you're brilliant. What's next for you, Sally? What's What's next on the on the menu for fun? I'm just about to go out to Australia. In fact, wow! If they let me to do a film out there, um, and so I'm really at the current time absolutely terrified about quarantine. Yeah, because. Um, I've applied to take the kids and yeah, the quarantine is, I mean, I don't know that we'll <laughs> be like one of those cage fights. <laughs> I don't know if we'll all come out alive. They'll lock us in a room together. For <laughs> two, it's two weeks. Yeah. That's a, that's a time. Like, we think lockdown room, is bad. Yeah. A small room, me and the kids. Yeah. So what, four of you in a small room? Well, they just sent a letter this morning saying, that we have to sign a thing saying we understand that we may not have interconnecting rooms and they won't have a balcony and we're not allowed to complain because that would be unhelpful for both parties. So we have to, um, yeah, we have to sign this thing saying that um, we're okay to go into, into these boxes on our own for two weeks. And as I've said to you, I just, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that we will survive. Yeah, I'm not convinced that we will survive it. Crikey! Sorry, I'm on the radio. I'm on the radio. Actually, on the radio now. Sorry, people are coming in to ask me things. <laughs> um, brilliant. Well, it sounds like life is getting in the way, Sally. So I don't. I don't want to hold you up. But good luck yeah. with your Australian dilemma. Thank you. I hope that it works thank out you. for you. Um, okay. Th- thank you so much for your company. It's been a real pleasure. It has. It's been lovely. And congratulations on the on the new baby. Thank you very and much. And good luck with the three boys. <laughs>
Yeah, thank Thanks. you. I'll I'll come to you for tips someday, and uh, you can tell me where I've gone. Don't because it hasn't hasn't gone well this end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. brilliant! I love it. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. All the very best. Bye bye. The Andy J Podcast. I told you she was lovely. Isn't she amazing? I really, 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 really liked Sally. I thought she was just joyful, and I hope I get to chat to her again soon because, yeah. All the feels, just so much fun. Um, thank you very much for your company today. Tomorrow, Thursday, we are dropping a special Kemp podcast. Gary Kemp, Martin Kemp, Shirley Kemp. Cool. Stick that in your ears and enjoy it. How about that for a catchphrase? We'll see you tomorrow. If you're enjoying the Andy J podcast, we'd love a review. In fact, if you're enjoying the show, why not tell your friends? Podcasts live and die on, well, often word of mouth, so please tell your friends. Like, subscribe, review, and share. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.